Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Monsters Who Murder. Serial Killer Confessions. With Amanda Howard. And Robert McKnight. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Monsters Who Murder. Amanda Howard, we are in part two of a very special series. <laughs> yes, and we're getting great feedback on, on this. So Jody Arias is um, certainly piquing a lot of people's interest, so it's going to be amazing to see what they think of this episode. Well, we've got so much material. We're actually not doing a news section this week because there is just so much to go through. In fact, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get through it all today, if I'm to be completely no, 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 and you wait to see the next episode, Robert. There's big slabs. That there is no way that we can cut it down because it just needs to be done in a holistic way way purely because if we did chop it, it it would lose that impact so well that's the thing that's the thing there is so much material here and watching how it weaves and how much of a fight she puts up and how they break it down this is really fascinating stuff to listen to and uh i i'm in i'm in all the way and it's not like it's a big <laughs> case um we did get some pushback when we we did a whole season on the manson family but i think that's because a lot of people knew about that but this mm-hmm. one is a little bit different because we, I wouldn't say this lady is that well known, would you? Uh, in the US, Shichi is quite particularly mm-hmm. well known because they, they seem to hate her so much. But um, there isn't so much of an interest outside of there. So so to bring a new uh, a new case to people is, is quite a fun thing to do. Yeah, and it is an interesting case. So uh, why don't we get straight into it? 30-year-old Travis Alexander was murdered by his ex-girlfriend, Jodie Arias, on June 4, 2008. After spending several hours together in Travis's home, having sex and taking photos, Travis headed to the shower. Arias followed him and took several photos before she attacked. Travis died from 27 stab wounds and a gunshot to the head. From the beginning, Arias was the prime suspect in his murder. Okay, Amanda, we're partway through the first interview with Arizona Detective Esteban Steve Flores, a police detective. Flores then tries to catch her with a tricky question. Have a listen to this. Was there anybody else with you? I was traveling alone the whole time. Was there anybody else with you at Travis's house on Wednesday the 4th? I was not at Travis's house on Wednesday. You were? Because that's when the blood was left on, uh, the bloody palm print was left on his wall. I don't know what to tell you. If you were in my shoes and I had this evidence against, against you, what would you say? If I had that evidence against you, it'd yeah. be pretty obvious. But I guess being in my position, I, it just seems so impossible. I want to see it. I want to know. I mean. I'm not like, I'm not a murderer, but I guess if I were to do that, I would wear gloves or, you know, something. I just, 
how could my, I don't know. I know you tried to wash him off, try to get some of the blood off, try to clean him up a little bit, but you're even denying the pictures of you being there. There's pictures of you laying on the bed in pigtails. Pigtails? Yes. I've got pictures of you that I've blown up and you've got the little mole right there. It's the same one. It's you. It's obvious. I can show you some of these pictures. Do you want to see the pictures? Will that change your mind? I mean, I am curious. Okay, let me take a break and let me go find them. I'll bring them and show you. I wasn't there. But you need to think about what you're saying. This continuing to lie is not going to help you. It you know, was something I didn't do won't help me either. She's keen to look at those photos, Amanda. Oh, she is, and um, knowing that I've I've listened to all of the tapes now, I'm I'm dying to actually uh, go through what she actually says. But um, just to see that she sort of wants to see them. But he he gives her several statements in which she should respond with a yes or no. But what she does is she responds to part of the question with the question again, which is a way that someone tries to deny something when they're lying, where they want to take that extra time to, to mm. not answer. So, so she goes, pigtails, instead of saying, my hair wasn't in pigtails or, you know, well, it can't be me because I, I don't wear pigtails. She just answers back with the same question. So this is something that she's going to do a few times to sort of keep it going. But she is so thrilled that there is photos and that she might be able to see them that, that she can't wait. Well, this is going to continue and she continues to deny it. She's denying everything. Yeah, and she and she just stares at, at at Flores the whole time. She will not take her eyes off him. And and we were talking in one of the groups uh, just this week that um, when people lie, they do that. They actually make more eye contact than when they do when they're just having a normal conversation. And it's because they're trying to see if the other person is believing what they're saying. And she just stares at him constantly the whole time during the whole interrogation. And basically doesn't take her eyes off him. And it's because she wants to see his reaction to her lies. Well, it's interesting you say that because with the next statement she proposes, Flores knows he's got her. Okay, let's say for a second that I did. And I say, I did it. I mean. The motive is there. The jealousy issue. But I wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was jealous. I mean. There, um, there may have been some jealousy there, but then what is I think it? if what anyone, this? I think if, you know, if anyone, maybe Travis was jealous, but. <clears throat> That's not what everybody else says. Well, they know he was jealous, but they think that you are absolutely obsessed. Obsessed is the word that they use. That's the word I hear from everybody. Fatal attraction. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Look at Jody. Jody had to have done this, or she got someone to do it for her. There's not one person that says anything else. Why is that? That's the perception they have of you. And there's a reason for that perception. Maybe because it's true. Maybe because we kept hanging out. Mm -hmm. 
but not because it's true. Cause this. I can prove it were there. I can prove it. But what I don't have is I don't have answers on why it happened. Or, you know, maybe something just got out of hand. Just, maybe maybe things got out of hand. Did you and, find the, the, the gun? Maybe that would... Joey, we're just playing games here. That gun was in your possession. When did you report it stolen? Um, I didn't even know that there were guns until my, grandpa my grandparents reported it stolen the day that their house was broken into. When was that? I don't remember. It was a few months ago, maybe. What did you do with the gun? I don't have a gun. They're going through your house right now, so... Are they going to find anything there that will lead you back to this? I don't think they would. I mean, there's nothing that could link me there. I mean, that's pretty compelling. I have to admit, if you found my palm print there, I don't know. I just, that's... Do you have a pair of sweatpants that's got stripes around the backside and zippers? Um... Somebody's seen you wearing those before. I've got so many clothes. She's a bit like O.J. Simpson, if I did it um, in, in there, but she's still denying it. Yeah, it's exactly what she's doing is, is what O.J. Simpson pretended to do writing that book. Um, the, using the supposition card, this is sort of her doing a bargain. So it's not about confessing. It's not about not confessing. It's sort of in between saying, okay, well, if I did do it, where's this? How come I don't have those pants? Where's the gun? So she's trying to play out the parts that she knows that they don't have an answer for, like the gun. They don't know where the gun is. And throughout this whole um, interview, we don't find out about the gun. So it is interesting that she wants them to find that piece of evidence to see if that proves her guilt because she knows it's gone. Mm. So that's the interesting part. But, um, you know, Shay will continue to to deny, but this supposition is just the part of her bargaining to come through with um, the actual truth. Well, it's interesting you say that, that she's, it's quite clever, really, leading them, them down the path with where's the gun, knowing exactly what she's done with the gun, that it's not going to be found. And certainly if mm -hmm. they did find it, it wouldn't presumably have her fingerprints on it. So um, it's, it's this game of cat and mouse that continues. It does. And, and she talks about, um, well, my grandparents had the exact same gun, but they reported it stolen. I didn't even know they had a gun until it was reported stolen. So she's obviously gone and pinched it. Yeah. And then they sort of gone to sort of make sure things were locked or, or, or found the gun cabinet unlocked or something. And they've reported it. But yeah, she knows exactly where that gun is and they'll never find it. Well, Flores leads her into another trap. I have a, well, I have zippered one that zips in the back. Mm -hmm. It's got like stripes, uh, like big stripe on it. And so, well, it's got a black stripe all the way down and they're white. It's got the black. I have those throughout the house. Okay. It's got, um, I have two pairs actually. One is too small and one is just about right. Um, the other one I bought anyway, that was too small because it was on sale and it's a good deal. Um, but yeah, they have stripes. What does that mean? What is that? Because I believe you were wearing a pair like that when, that's when this happened. Remember I told you about the camera? It was taking pictures by accident. Mm -hmm. The camera was upside down. It flashed. 
another time camouflage. Looked like it was on the ground, maybe it was kicked. But it took pictures, and it's obviously a female. Hmm. And one of them was wearing those pants. Oh, I didn't even bring those pants in that trip. So. And if we find those pants, is that going to make my case a little bit better? Yeah. think this case is pretty much a slam dunk is she really that stupid well yes she is but anyway um there <laughs> there is a plethora of evidence and he's just sort of sort of teasing her with each piece and and the photo that he he's showing her now was one that i actually sent to you it's a, a very blurry picture mm. but um you can see that there's part of, of travis in the photo part of these pair of pants and it looks like jody rice's hair so there's there's sort of a whole mixture here and you know she wants to think about the gun and he's saying well um you left palm prints everywhere there's blood everywhere you know as soon as what we find those pants you know they're going to have blood on them too so she knows that they're gone that she has thrown those out too there's no way that she would have walked around with, with those bloody pants on yeah. and you know she's she has done all of these weird things but there's so many other pieces that she hadn't even considered that they found that she doesn't have answers for them and so during that part just there there was times that she sort of barely made a response purely because she would um well, she's freaking out, isn't she? Yeah, she's absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, she's going in with this play of I'll I'll throw them off with the idea of the gun, but they're bringing out all this evidence. Like she didn't know all the photos existed because she tried to destroy the camera, didn't take it with her, but the photos are on there, and those photos are you know like there's no ifs and or buts about who's in yeah. Uh, yeah in those photos. There she is lying out naked on the bed. Travis is mm -hmm. taking photos of her. She's taking photos of Travis. Um, um, you know, there's intimate showers in the shower. So, you know, like she hasn't done a good job of destroying the evidence no. in the slightest. <laughs> No, but she but she's going to keep trying. As I said, we're about hour two so far out of nine. So, you know, we've got a fair way to go, but she's going to keep trying. Well, she sits in silence, as Flores tells her. It is better for her to tell the truth. He then stands up saying he's going to get the pictures. Arias's gaze follows him, and she makes a final plea before he leaves. Okay, can we go find him? We'll be right back. I'm not a murderer. So she says, I am not a murderer, and he just walks out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like when your parents say to you, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. This is exactly what he has done here. He has sort of said, I don't give a fuck what you're going to say because I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm disappointed that you're going to keep playing this game. And, you know, she's wanting his attention, she's wanting his, his respect, and him walking out is showing her that he doesn't trust her, he doesn't respect her, and he doesn't have time for her BS, basically. Is this becoming like a father-daughter relationship that she's trying to get his approval and he's showing his dissatisfaction with her and treating her like a naughty child yeah absolutely 100 percent. that's exactly what's happening because she is childlike and, and 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 this is what i said at the start of last episode is that she has this little frightened girl voice and she's and she bounces around the place and she acts not like a 30 year old woman should and so she is a child and we hear about how she freed loads off so many people her family her friends travis other boyfriends other friends that she, she finds across the country purely because she is so flaky and she even calls her herself dumb so 
she does does have awareness that she isn't of great intelligence but she is trying to get his approval she wants him to reward her by her giving him things that she thinks he wants and this is going to go on for quite some time but there is going to be times that he will reward her for some things that she says just to see how, how that will flip the tables mm. but um it's interesting but yeah it is very much like a parent-child relationship and he knows that's how he has to play it as the stern dad yeah gotcha. cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com well, Flores then goes through the photos with her eyes, starting with the close-up of Travis's face. That is not my foot. 
happens in your pants. It's a different color, like I said, because we had to enhance it and the color changes. The zipper back. I have both of those pants at home. If these are the same one, I don't have a zipper there, though. Not on mine. And this is a black stripe, and this is white, and the black goes around the bottom, too. There's a bit going on there, Amanda. He's yep. trying to really show her they've got the evidence. But she's at the point where she's even trying to deny it's her foot. Yeah, and, you know, oh, I have those pants, but the zipper's in yeah. a different place and everything. But, I mean, if if you can recognise a pair of dark pants when you're crouched over in an accidental blurry photo and go, oh, yeah, I've got those, but they're not quite the same, you know, it just proves that she knows that they're her, her pants and she'll make a proper excuse. You know, Chad, she could say, no, I don't have pants like that, mm. you know, but she doesn't. And, and, and like Flora said, you know, I've seen all of you. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can go there. You know, when you think about the Michael Jackson trial and everything where the where the boys identified marks that are basically below the belt, um, you know, that's what he does here. And, like, she's actually shocked when she sees the photo of, of her, herself. And as we know, it's Spread Eagle Playboy shot that, that he has. Um, but he then goes through it and says, you know, and, and he's tossing out these photos and he's got post-it notes on some to sort of hide genitalia and things like that. And then there's others that he says, should I show you? Maybe not. Maybe I will. You know, when he's talking about the autopsy photos, because Travis wasn't found straight away. It was several days and there is photos of him when they found him and he is grossly um, decomp. So his face is all purple and swollen and everything. So he and doesn't Flores, show her Flores those. mentioning that, it's a bit of a hit below the belt, isn't it? Well, it is, but at the same time, he's he's trying to get a rise out of her. She wants to deny all, but he wants to see if he can shock her into a reaction that will be very, very different to what he wants it, it will be very different to what she thinks she would have said if she had mm. seen them and been prepared for it so it's quite interesting that he does that and and he teases her with them and this will come back and this will be something that Shay will talk about several more times during this interview but yeah he just sort of throws out these photos to prove she was there talks about the the time stamps you know and she's saying oh we couldn't be that that soon after having sex because she knows it's not because it there is a delay between those photos and the death photos you know but she she asked stupid questions like is he naked like he's in the shower you can see the water <laughs> you know? is he naked oh Tra travis wouldn't go for that now the fact that she says that travis wouldn't go for photos like that this will also come up again later when we start to see how her, her lies change and she forgets what she had said previously ah. and she says something different later yes Right, okay. Well, Flores keeps pushing her, laying his cards on the table. There's something that happens. You keep saying gloves. There's things that happen when people wear gloves. And we can actually see that, oh, somebody wore gloves in this case. Nobody wore gloves in this case. Nobody. Oh, no I'm, I'm just saying that if I were to carry out something like that, I would have worn gloves. I nobody else, nobody else did this. There's no evidence to show that anybody else did this but you. You were the only one. That is it. And I'm not seeing any remorse. I'm not seeing any 
anything from you to make me believe anything otherwise. You can continue to say, I didn't do it. Well, but you're the kid that got caught on videotape stealing the candy. And you continue to say, it wasn't me. I have the proof. I have the pictures. It wasn't me. I don't think you would, you would admit to it if somebody, if your own mother saw you do this and she told me, yeah, I saw her do this. You would say, no, it wasn't me. Why won't you admit to it? I just can't. I didn't kill Travis. I just didn't. I did not take his life. Did you have anything to do with the death of Travis? Not. I don't think I had anything directly to do with it, but I feel responsible somewhat for it. Then what can you tell me about his death? You know a lot more about it than I do. When I say I feel responsible, it's because I was, I wasn't planning to go there at all and he really wanted me to go. And I told him no. And I would have, if it weren't for Ryan, and there's nothing really with Ryan and I, in fact, he has been very hesitant to move anything forward because he's not sure about me. Um, he said a lot of people are talking. I'll just tell you that right now. I really wish this would get solved so that we can just put it behind us. Um, maybe that's a good thing because he's not an active church member anyway. But this is fascinating to me. She's already now <laughs> admitting that she did go there after in the last episode saying she didn't. So this is the lies unraveling. And interesting how she says, um, I was not directly involved. You know, it's just this interesting kind of language she's using. Like, it's not the, no, I did. Of course I didn't have anything to do with it. It's, it's circling around it in a way. It is, and, and this is going to be a dance that she does for quite some time. You know, she is going to play the waiting game. She thinks that she will wear him down and he'll go, oh, my God, you've said the same thing for 10 hours. That's it. You must be innocent. I couldn't break you. She doesn't know that Flores will keep going. She doesn't know that he doesn't care how long she plays this game. He will go for longer, you know, and if he thinks that she doesn't want to keep play, playing the game, well, then he will force her to go longer or he, he will go the other way, which he eventually does and says, fine, go back to Arizona, see you later. I'm not, I'm not playing this game to see if that would happen. So he has to keep playing the game. And if she wants to go for the, the long game, he'll play the short game. If she wants to play the short game, he'll go the long game. So, so he's making her dance basically in a way that, will unravel and it's going to end up being her saying just one thing that that's going to pull it apart and he just knows he just has to get her to word something wrong and that's why he says you know this is a photo of you in pigtails and she goes in pigtails rather than no that's not me yeah. and that's what will keep happening because by her saying in pigtails because it was probably plats or something and and you know a, 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 an Arizona detective isn't going to know the right terms of, of, of yeah, what she had, yeah. you know, and but she picks up on that error, not, oh, this photo was taken an hour before Travis was killed. It's, uh, it, as I say, this is fascinating to me. I want to play you this next bit because it's an interesting request and I want to talk about the psychology behind this, especially as we now know her guilt. But in this next section, Amanda, she asks for a lie detector. We can leave it in the hands of a jury. Lie detector test. 
we can do that. That's fine. Would that help me at all? I mean, you can't use them in court, but... Well, then there's no point in taking it. I thought those things can be used. In certain cases. In this case? If you want, I can check. Absolutely. If I passed a lie detector test, would that help me? Could help you. They're so weird anyway. Travis, this is your one opportunity to talk to me because I. it's going to be a while before I talk to you again. And it's not going to be in this kind of setting. Do you understand what's going to happen to you? Well, we're going to, since these charges are out of Arizona, um, we're going to send you through the court system here. And then we're going to ask to extradite you to Arizona from California. That just means permission for you to bring you over because you're out of state limits. And the next time we talk could be in a whole different setting. Could be in a jail somewhere. I think this setting is a little bit better. But it's up to you. Jody, I know you were there. I know that Travis was either in the shower or just outside the shower when he was shot. And I know somebody who was extremely angry at him. took a knife to him and couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. And before you knew it, it was all over. And then you panicked. And then you... I wouldn't, I've never been angry, that angry at him. Not enough for that. I've been so far angrier at other people, at other ex-boyfriends. Then tell me who could have done this. <clears throat> who did this? I don't know, but if I am, if I go to trial for this, and if I'm convicted for this, whoever did this is going to be sitting very pretty somewhere. Glad that it wasn't them. And it's my job to make sure that an innocent person does not go to jail. But I don't see an innocent person sitting in front of me. When I asked you, I always, I always asked this one question. Actually, it's two. First one is, did you kill Travis? And you kind of hesitated a little and said, I, have, I didn't have anything to do with it. Then I asked you a similar question. Did you have anything to do with Travis's death? You hesitated again. That's because I feel like if I had gone to Arizona like Most asked, people would say, no. Did you kill Travis? No. Well, I didn't, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Now, do I feel responsible? I've been carrying around guilt since I heard about it. Well, why do you feel responsible? If you felt responsible, it means you know something else. No, because it means I your think... actions led to his death. Because he always has guilted me. He's always guilted me. And the last so you time feel somebody thought... else. You feel somebody else killed him. Well, yeah. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know then that. How do you feel guilty? Because if you don't know the reason. Here's why I feel guilty. The, one of the last times we spoke, he was guilting me about not coming to see him. And part of my heart still wanted to go see him. And another part just wants to move on and pursue this new avenue, mm -hmm. which was in Utah. 
And there is a tinge of guilt, you know, when he would text me and he would say, hey, you want to come over and make out or want to da da da. Um, I didn't respond one night and I just stayed strong and I didn't respond. And then he called and called and called. And then the next day he was like, you don't care about me. You don't love me. You don't care. I was there all alone and you didn't want to come and hang out. You didn't want to come and keep me company. And he says it not like that, but in that tone, but it's in the sweetest, sweetest way. And it's, it's, it's guilt. Um, I still don't get the guilt. I really don't. You keep explaining it, but it has nothing to do with whether he, because he guilted was killed me. or not. He How is you being there going to prevent him from being killed? Well, I kind of feel that if I had gone, that we could have been out watching a movie or we could have, two people could have done something more than just him. I just feel like if, if, if there was some way that I, I could have prevented it. There's some way that I could have done something to stop it. And I told that to a few people and they're like, well, you might've been killed too. Maybe, but maybe Travis would still be alive. <laughs> yeah, maybe try not killing him. Then you could have <laughs> exactly. saved him. Yeah. Um, I want to go yeah. back to the very beginning of that clip when she's asking for the lie detector. We know that she did it, Amanda. What is the psychological idea of asking for the lie detector? Is it a is it to appear innocent? Yes, yes, that's exactly what what it is. She's she's throwing it out there as if you know this is a film and we've got to wrap it up in an hour. And she says, "Okay, we'll bring out the lie detector test and do it right now." You know, there is so much involved in in, in doing a lie detector test. And if they wanted to do that, they would tell her we're putting you up against lie detector tests. And they usually do that when they're really not sure. It's not you know this is so clear cut that, that they don't need to go to a lie detector test. And this is what she thinks, oh, by me asking for it, well, it proves that I can't be lying. I can't be guilty. I'm willing to put myself on a lie detector test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she wouldn't pass it. Even if she was innocent, I don't think she'd pass it. She doesn't have the intelligence to 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 beat that, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, look, after letting her ramble on for a while, Flores pushes the question again. Did you have anything to do with it? I have nothing, nothing to do with his death at all. At all. The reason I hesitate is because maybe this is something that's wrong with me psychologically, is I think of the butterfly effect. And it's like you could say that the guy pumping gas station pumping gas down at the gas station could have potentially because you see all these movies, these funky movies where it's like this affected this, which affected this, which affected this, well, if he had never done this. I know if you had never met him, you probably would still be alive. That's true. Yeah. That's because you killed him. No. Joey, you did. I did not. Joey. You can't convince me otherwise, unless you come up with more proof that you didn't. But I can't prove that could anybody it? else did. No, I couldn't have. Well, what about if the car comes back that it was never even in that area? It still doesn't negate the fact that we have this other evidence. I mean, this is absolutely some of the best evidence I've ever had in a case. And I've convicted a few people on less than this. Well, so I'm as good as done, right? With that evidence. Yeah. I just can't admit to something that I didn't do. If it would help, if it would help my case and give me an easier sentence, I know people plead guilty for those things. No, and I don't want you to do that. 
That is the absolute last thing I want. Well, I know what I want to do is I want to sit here with you and I want to go over why you visited him that day, what you guys talked about, what caused you to get so angry and the details on how it happened. And it's something that you probably don't want to remember, but it's something that I need because for me to finish a case completely, I need to know not just the details, but what was going through your mind, because I need to present that as a full picture, because if I don't, I don't feel that I've completed my job. Then my job is to speak for him, not anybody else. My job isn't to speak for you. My job isn't to speak for his family. It's to speak for Travis. And I know something horrible happened that day. Absolutely horrible. Something that could have been avoided. Whether something was planned, I don't know. Whether you planned it or whether it accidentally happened or something got out of hand, I, I don't know. All I can do is speculate. And I want to believe that you're not this cold-hearted person that could just go out and do something like this to somebody. I want to believe that, like a lot of people, things got out of control. And before you knew it, it was too late. That's what I want to believe. And that's truly from my heart. Because I sit here and I've talked to you and, and I'm talking to you now and all those conversations we had on the phone and I don't see a cold-hearted murderer like you would see on TV or that I've seen before sit across from me. That's not what I see in you. And I'm, I'm going to call it begging. I'm begging you to at least come clean and tell me why. Because I don't want to leave here today not knowing because it's going to follow me forever. I wish that I had answers to start. I'm... You need to just let the answers come out. There's just no reason. There's just no reason. There's no good reason why this happened. There's never a good reason why somebody dies like this. This is a really interesting approach, Amanda. He's playing a very softly, softly remaining calm game, but really trying to um, play on her feelings of just coming clean that he has the evidence. Interesting that she said, I'll just plead guilty. So she's trying to say, well, I'll, I'll admit it, but I didn't really do it. But if it'll help me get a better sentence. Um, how much of a worry is that for him at that point? Uh, it's it's not so much because he knows that's not what she's going to do. And if she right. was to say, oh, I'm, I'm guilty, but I'm really innocent, that that won't be taken as a plea. But um, the only time that she cried during that whole thing is when she was talking about herself going to jail. There was yes. no crying about that, that, that 
he doesn't believe she's a cold-blooded killer and that she did this out of passion or, or something. She only cried when it affected her. So this is what we're going to see over and over again. This is not what an innocent person does. If an innocent person was shown this does. horrific... Absolutely, absolutely. If she, if, if, if she was innocent and shown that these photos of um, Travis being killed, she would have been sobbing and being so emotional and, and wrought by it. But instead, it's not happening. And, and, and so Flores is being calm and he's being gentle, but he's talking over the top of her. He's, he's cutting her off. He's basically saying, I don't care what you're saying because it's not the truth. Mm. But then whilst apparently crying, she asks a random yet macabre question. How many times was Travis stabbed? More than I want to remember. And I'm not going to sit here and show you pictures of him after the fact. I don't do that. That's not how I work. <laughs> that is not for me to do. But eventually those photos will come out. Joey, we're here now. We're right here. I think you're feeling the reality in the moment now. something like this 
you, you, you're just not that person. I can believe other things, but not that. But without the truth, I can't paint another picture. And it's going to be up to the prosecutor to paint that picture. And if you want that prosecutor, and I've met him, and you don't want him painting that picture because he is good at what he does. I've worked with him before and you allow him to paint that picture for you. It's not going to be good. It looks like you don't really uh, need anything. It just looks like it looks like you don't even need a good prosecutor anyway. So I mean, You're right. I, I have to maintain my innocence. I can't admit to doing something that I haven't done. And there's, and the, and part of me wants to cop out and say it. No. Well, if you're gonna cop out, it's because you're telling the truth. Well, that's not really copping okay. out. Yeah, I don't want you to sit here and tell me a lie to appease me. That is the worst thing you can do for me. But back there in that mind of yours is somebody screaming to get out and tell me what happened, but you just cannot. He has done nothing but, I mean, except for some mean words that he said. People have said worse to me or just as bad. Except for that, he's never, he's helped me, he's given me money, he was selling me his car on the then why? easiest, then lamest why, Joey, terms why? ever. There's no reason why. It just happens. This is an interesting back and forth, Amanda, from the point of view that He's basically trying to tell her, we have everything we need, but we want you to say it. She's not giving him that. No, she's not. And, and she keeps crying. But when she's crying, it's for herself and it's not for Travis. Like she goes, oh, what? My family are going to miss out because I'm not going to be there, basically. And then she goes, oh, oh and Travis's family too because he, mm. he has siblings as well. But, I mean... She keeps saying, "Oh yeah, I'll just cop out and I'll just, I'll just tell it all and you know, just, but it's not the truth." And and she thinks that he's going to start to believe her, but he doesn't. He ha doesn't have to even speak to her, but they have to give them the opportunity to to defend themselves, basically. And and the fact that she sort of asked to begin this conversation, how many times was Travis stabbed? I mean, what I who asks in, in, that in the realms? Yeah, that there is no one who would ask that except for someone who did this out of total sadistic pleasure, and this was her way to relive it again. And that's exactly what it is. She. She wants to go over. And we've she seen that time and time again, episode. haven't we, with these killers, that there is a um, – they get off on the fact on hearing some of the details of their kill. Now, yeah. it, as far as we know, this is the only person she's killed. Um, why would she be getting off on that? Why isn't there a sense of remorse about what she did? 
Well, I mean, she, um, Flores believes that this is was a crime of passion, that, that, you know, they had an argument and, as he said, people are calling her fatal attraction and things like that, um, that they believe that she sort of got angry at something he said. He probably put her down and she come at him. But her wanting to see the photos, it suggests that there's actually more to the story and mm. maybe she went there purely to, to do this, to, to, to do something beyond passion. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also... Um, she lived this and people sometimes, if it was a, a crime of passion, you forget what happened. And so you sort of, because it's been blocked because of the trauma of it, you might want to see something to sort of put it back in and so they didn't go, oh, okay, I was standing there. You know, it was, it was nighttime, it was raining and things like that. But sometimes people need a couple of those pieces to create the full picture. Um, and, you know, and that, that's for people that, that survive trauma. But um, for her, it just is too sadistic it, it, it is her wanting to see the cutthroat to, to see all the stab marks in his arms where he, he tried to protect himself and she's trying to sort of relive it because it, it was a joyous moment for her she's now realizing that the consequences and realizing that she's going to go to jail she, she wasn't thinking about that she wasn't thinking ahead that this is what's going to happen she was hoping it would look like a random attack forgetting that the camera's there because she did like we know that she put the camera into the washing into the washing machine but what she didn't do it makes no sense for everything else you know there are blood stains on on, on the wall and there's um blood up and down the corridor and things like that but she knew to get rid of the camera in the washing machine hoping that that would kill it but it doesn't because it's not electronic in that way and so if it's not working it's like they were able to retrieve the things off it but she believes that the camera was the only evidence and by getting rid of that it was okay because she had the gun she had whatever else you know shaped it going well had i done this i would have used gloves but no because she wanted to do this and feel it and she wanted to be there and she went and washed her hands and everything but she is just prone to wanting to relive that by seeing the, the stab wounds basically well, it's interesting. Uh, if I bring Judge Rob in for a moment from our cold case collection, <laughs> Judge Rob would say that um, this woman planned this. He was pushing her away. He was not wanting to do it to continue with her. She tracked him down. She went to his place. He was, it was one of those situations where he has been trying to push her away, wanting nothing to do with her. Having said that, at the end of the day, it was a booty call and he's figured, why not, you know? So I think he's gone down that path. They've had an afternoon of fun. But she went with the intention that if I can't have you, no one else is going to have you. And I yep. think this was absolutely premeditated, not a spur of the moment. She had already taken the gun from her grandparents. She had a she was in a position to be able to stab him. You know, like there was there's so many elements to this that screamed to me. She planned it. Now, doesn't mean it wasn't a passionate because she had this passion of not wanting to lose her. And we do have that fatal attraction type scenario going on here. But there's no doubt in my mind she planned this before she tracked him down. And well, she had a place. gun. Yeah, well, she had a gun and a knife in that bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Not just one. She had both because yeah. obviously one, one didn't stop him. And so she had to go to something else. And so yeah. she was ready. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, Flores then leaves the inter Flores then leaves the interview room after explaining the process to Jody, and whilst alone, she ends up talking to herself. You should have at least done your makeup, Jody. Gosh. 
she thinks she's auditioning for American Idol. I don't know, but um, I will never watch Love Actually again without hearing her sing that song. So um, it's it's totally ruined that that film for me, unfortunately. I, I had to work out which song it was because oh, I knew the words. Oh, song in Love Actually? Yeah, it's when he goes to um, Kira Knightley's door and does the pictures oh. and then walks away and he shakes his head and gets, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that scene. Um, yeah, so that's totally destroyed that song. And she actually even goes in and starts singing Oh Holy Night. I mean, this is in July. She and did she's have a nice voice, Christmas though. Songs and, yeah, and, and, and later she'll talk about that she wanted to go and, and become a singer and everything. But um, the first thing that she said in, in that piece was, well, you could have done your makeup, Jody. Like, I'm going to jail and I'm thinking about how my eyebrows look. I mean... Something's it just, very it, it wrong just here. Proves, yeah, yeah. She she is so devoid of of what's going on around her. She has no idea what what's coming, and she just thinks that I'll just keep saying no, I didn't do it, and they're just going to go, okay, we've said it enough. You know, we, we had to have you say it for, for ten times, and you've done that. Like she thinks that regardless of what Flores is saying, that we've got all the evidence, and you're going to jail. She just thinks that by saying I didn't do it is is going to be enough. I know. It's a very, very bizarre situation. But, look, we'll have to leave it there because um, we had planned to go longer, but we like to keep our episodes to a certain length. So we will pick this up next week. And I really hope you stay with us for this one because it is fascinating how this uh, interview goes down and how it changes along the way. So, Amanda, thank you very much for bringing this case to us. I am loving it. (laughs) So am I. This is so interesting. I'm loving it too. And don't forget, if you go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions, you can join our special little groups, including for those people on the $10 plus tier, you can join Amanda for a secret Facebook group where you can communicate directly with her. And, of course, our $20 patrons get a monthly video chat. Our next one is coming up very soon. We appreciate all of the support from everyone who listens to this podcast, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Amanda, the serial killer whisperer. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. (laughs) Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.